Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. you're staying warm where you are i know even in mississippi we've had some cold cold weather ice on the roads a whole week about shot because ice is all over the roads but let me tell you something i am glad to be uh back on the air because the 2024 election year has kicked off last week's show you we had a candidate running for the united states senate go listen to that we've got some great comments on that show but now Listen, I got to tell you, this week's show, we're going to talk about the state of the election for president of the United States. Where we, where are we? Our caucuses are over. What's going on? Well, well what's the Democrats doing? Is Michelle Obama, why is her name popping up? Well, we're going to dive into all of that. And I'm going to tell you something. On the second half of the show, I found something you're not going to hear anywhere else on any media, mainstream, lamestream, any stream. I'm going to tell you something why, coming from the words of Bill Clinton, a good reason why Donald Trump may be the 47th president of the United States. Words from Bill Clinton. I'm going to tell you that on the second half of the show, where what Bill says just uh, pretty much paves the way for Donald J. Trump to be the 47th president of the United States. You want to hear what those words are? Well, hang on to the second half of the show. But before we get started about the presidential politics, let, let me just tell you, there, there's this uh, story about the Baltimore Sun a newspaper, in, in the largest newspaper in Maryland, and it uh, comes out of Baltimore, and it just got purchased by... It says a conservative executive with the Sinclair Broadcasting Group has bought the Baltimore Sun newspaper and people in liberal media are losing their minds. <laughs> media bias has become such a given that the left can't even contemplate not controlling every media outlet and being able to set the narrative on everything, especially politics. Wow. Would they rather the Baltimore Sun just die and, and all the jobs be destroyed? <laughs> I'm, just te- I'm just saying that uh, it is uh, amazing how I-, I grew up here and let's have free speech. You can have liberal, you can have conservative, you can have any kind of speech. But now those who are in charge don't want anyone to speak that will not bow down and worship the message that comes out of this Joe Biden administration. The same way back, remember in COVID, and you were forced to get uh, COVID shots and people lost their jobs and they wouldn't take the jab. And and, and now we're finding out there's myocarditis. We just found out that... uh, 
Epic Times found out that there was a uh, alert ready to go out about possible myocarditis, heart inflammation coming from these injections, but they did not send it out. Why? Was it because of the health of America was their concern, or was it because they want to shape minds and don't care full steam ahead with the bull uh, balderdash? All right, let's use that word, the balderdash that the government cooked up. Wow. Okay, but I just had to tell you that. But the good thing is, Someone with conservative values now has purchased a Baltimore Sun. Would that not be nice if someone like that could get the Washington Post or Los Angeles Times? Okay, just saying. Let's let's go and look at uh, this presidential race. And before I do, uh, just I'm going to read something from a Never Trumper. That's George Will, a great columnist. I've loved to read him all my life, but he can't stand Donald Trump. But he had the audacity, and he does, to print what he believes, and he actually has said something that's pretty doggone good, and, and even concerning Trump. So that's, this is what tells me what's going on with, uh, uh, in, in, in the, when you got a never-Trumper writing something good about uh, Trump, I say it's good. It's just he, he's ridiculing Joe Biden and all these uh, these spinhead pundits, spinheads. They're, they're in charge of spinning in the White House and in Congress. And well, let me just this is part of the article. Let me just read it. George Will, before the Supreme Court ends this mischief. Let's end the applause for grandstanding officials in blue states who banned Trump from ballots on the ground that the 14th Amendment makes him ineligible because on January 6th, 2021, he participated in an, quote, insurrection, unquote. Stretching that concept enough to disqualify the man currently leading him in polls, Biden in a statement remarkably silly, even considering the source, said that on January 6th, quote, we nearly lost America, lost it all, unquote. Oh, a rabble's four-hour tantrum, which briefly delayed the certification of the 2020 election, nearly did what four years of Confederate military campaigning could not do. Go get him, George Will. And he continues. The Congress that, a year after Appomattox, selected the word insurrection, surely was thinking of such concerted attempts to smash the national regime. Until there is something comparable, let's agree that the last person disqualified by Section 3 died in at 104 years of age in 1951, his name was really Pleasant Crump, the last known surviving Confederate soldier. Pleasant Crump, not Donald J. Trump, was a part of the insurrection, okay? Listen, listen. I, we have got to laugh at the insurmountable... Uh, the insurmountable, that's not the word, is it? It's just plain stupid. The stupidity. When people try to compare 
four hours of rabble, the things I wish hadn't happened, and 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 how many were pulled in? I, we will never know. Maybe, but comparing that, say we almost lost America when there's four years of civil war going back 1861-1865, and you have the stupidity to stand up and say we almost lost America in four hours. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me, Democrats? Somebody stand up and say the whole party's not as stupid as that. Just stupid to say such things. And thank you, George Will, being a never-Trumper and pointing out such audacious truth. Now, what's going on with this? Uh, uh, the Iowa caucuses were just done. And, and what happened? Well, let, let me just play a little clip from Fox News' Laura Ingram. She had... Victor Davis Hanson on, great historian. We've had an exclusive interview with Victor Davis Hanson ourselves a couple years ago. Brilliant scholar, brilliant mind. And here he is uh, talking to Laura Ingram right after the Iowa caucuses. Iowa caucuses, a relatively subdued speech as these things go so far. At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that. There is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. Trump declaring victory with a historically strong showing in the Iowa caucuses, a relatively subdued speech as these things go so far, although here he is right now under, under my voice. You hear him repeating his anti-immigrant rhetoric. Trying to silence the GOP frontrunner after he won the first major test of the 2024 election. Okay, you can't make this up. This is from the pro-democracy crowd. So my question tonight is, what happens in the general election? Are we only going to hear from Biden when they roll him out? Joining me now, Victor Davis Hanson, Hoover Institution senior fellow. Victor, I was in that room when Trump was speaking last night. And if they bothered to listen to him, he was actually saying, I want to work with Democrats to save the cities. I'll work with anybody to save the cities are great cities. And they don't want to hear that because what does that do, Victor? Well, you know, I think they think that the more they have the bias coverage and the more they spread falsities about Trump, they're like straws on the proverbial Trump camelback. They can finally just overwhelm him. But in fact, as we've seen the last year or two, the opposite is true. The more they lie and they do not apologize and they do not correct the record and the more they're found out, the less credibility they have and the more popularity Donald Trump had in the primaries. And I think that's going to extend to the general election because they can't stop. They have a Trump fix. They're like an addict. And they know it's not helping them, but they can't stop it because they're addicted to it. And so they're going to continue what you saw last night all through the next year. And I think what little credibility they have left will be shot and it's going to help Donald Trump. You know, I think we forget that without these media people, the whole January 6th armed insurrection or the, most of the f lies about the origins of COVID and social distancing and masking or the circumstances of George Floyd's death and the rioting that happened, not to mention disinformation on the laptop or Russian collusion, all of that wouldn't have had any resonance. They fabricated, constructed, exaggerated all of that. 
And yet it didn't destroy Donald Trump. He's got the most amazing political comeback in American political history. Did you hear that, my fellow Americans? Did you hear that? By one of the most outstanding historians of our, uh, of our generation, of our time, Victor Hanson uh, Davis. And did you hear what he said? The most remarkable political comeback of American history. Nothing comes closer. They keep trying to bury him with lawsuits, with charges, with lies, with more lies, and, and try to keep him off the ballot. And they do all of this. And what happens is poll numbers go up. So where are we in the 2024 uh, race? Well, with the, <laughs> with the Iowa caucuses, it looks like, I mean, everybody else is gone except for Nikki Haley, uh, former governor of South Carolina and Donald Trump's uh, ambassador to the, to the United Nations and Ron DeSantis. And now I thought Ron DeSantis would be stronger. He came in second in Iowa, so he's ahead of Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's getting all the, uh, all the swamp money pouring in. Democrats, others, never Trumpers, they're pouring money into Nikki Haley's campaign, and they want to uh, help her stand up and in their dream if trump gets the nomination which they don't they can't stand the thought of that happening but if he does they want to make sure they got an inside player in the white house in nikki haley they 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 control her now but they, they the money has come from the establishment and the military complex and they want an inside player and there's going to be a lot of arm twisting if donald trump is the nominee at the Republican Party to put Nikki Haley as the vice president. So is that good or bad? I, you know, I don't know. Where's Ron DeSantis? He's already said he would not be a vice president under Donald Trump. And you, you know, anybody that has a political future who, who thinks they want to run in 2028, you have to look at Mike Pence and see what happened to him. He was a great vice president all the way past the election into all the uh, uh, rubble bubble. And, and, and then on January 6th, he, uh, he, he, he made Trump upset. And, and, he's, uh, and Trump won't uh, ever support him again. So it, it, you're dealing with Donald Trump. And do you want to be the vice president? I say if there's an American that loves his country, and 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 uh, Donald Trump is the nominee and says, would you come on the ticket? If you love America, you do that if it's Donald Trump or not. Now, what happened uh, up in New Hampshire? Uh, well, we, we had uh, Tim Scott, who had not endorsed anybody. He dropped out for president back in November, and, and Tim Scott stood up and, and said he's backing Donald J. Trump. So what 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 happens? Uh, what indeed happens with the Democrats and and some of the things? Uh, there there's a great. Uh, he's not a historian. He's an e economist in some way. He knows economics. He knows history. But Jim Rickards, you may have seen him on different uh, news organizations. He's a great when he gets interviewed. I mean, his mind. I don't know what his IQ is, but he's brilliant. Very, very brilliant when it comes to economics and history and 
and all the stuff that revolves around Wall Street and and the and the Fed and and the Federal Reserve. So I I really like to listen to him, and this is one thing I learned from him. Uh, I'll just put it in a nutshell. Well, you know what? We are. It, it's time to take a little break. Uh, let me listen. Let you listen to Sheriff uh, Clark. You know, you remember the good conservative Sheriff Clark. Take a uh, listen to his word, and then I got something to tell you. This is Sheriff David Clark, and you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thank you, Sheriff, and indeed, we're li- you are listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and you're listening to us right here on Web Talk Radio. I'm the host, Dr. Ed Holliday. We're talking about presidential politics, talking about what's going on in 2024. It's kicked off. We've had our caucuses. And where's Donald Trump? Where are the Democrats? We're just about to tell you some interesting things that we are building on what we told you at the end of last year. And I've got to tell you some things about what the Democrats are are looking at. Now, uh, let me tell you that uh, as you listen, uh, some of you may be listening for the first time. We get more and more listeners in the election years. So welcome. Come back. Go back and listen to the archive shows. Last week we had a Gannon Burton, Colonel Gannon Burton, uh, former colonel. He's now out of the uh, Marines, but he was a Top Gun fighter pilot. I mean, you've seen Tom Cruise show uh, movies, uh, Top Gun. Well, he is the real Top Gun, flying uh, onto aircraft carriers of, for the United States Marines over many years, uh, finished up his uh, Marine career at the Pentagon, would not did not want to retire, forced out because he refused to take the jab and experimental uh, medication, didn't want to put it in his body, and he was forced to resign by this administration that is uh, it's in charge now. Now, listen, so you can go back and listen to that show, and I want you to know that I've written two novels. One novel is called Hatchie keeper of the secret the second novel is called hatchie the golden chalice now you can get both of those go to hatchiebooks.com www.hatchiebooks.com h-a-t-c h-a-t-c-h-i-e hatchiebooks.com and uh, i'll be glad to get those out to you and one thing that's very important in this time of year in 2024 is here And you need to look and see what you're paying for your medical insurance now. Are you happy about it? Now, if your employer pays it for you, well, uh, God bless you. You got some help. But if you're paying for your own private uh, health insurance for your family, for medical, uh, I'm telling you there's there's something new out there. And if you just go to the front page where we talk about this show, and this uh, this week's show about the presidents, and I will have a link there where you can get a quote and see what you can get with something that's uh, better than insurance, all right? In most cases, you'll see significant savings for you, you and your spouse, or you and your family. In fact, I know I had to, I switched over, but I, I had a family of six that I was having to pay for at one time, and and I had to do an individual policy for every child in my family. And each one of them had to make, meet a deductible. But not so. You, you, got a, uh, you got 
you, your spouse, and one or more children on a family plan. If you got one child or ten child children, <laughs> uh, it is not going to cost you any more. So go check it out. Just uh, click on that uh, link that I have on a, the, the paragraph explaining this show right there on webtalkradio.net, Rock Splitting Politics. So now let, let's get into it. The Democrats. <laughs> What are they going to do? They got Joe Biden. He said he's running again. And guess what? Anybody knows history. There was crazy protesting in 1968 at the Democratic National Convention in Chicago. Where is the 2024? (laughs) Where is the 2024 Democratic National Convention? Yes, you got it right. It's in Chicago. Can lightning strike twice? Can it be crazy there? Who knows? This is a year of uncertainty. And we've talked about uh, the Democrat. Well, uh, Michelle Williamson is uh, still running. I, I don't know. Her crystals are still on fire, it looks like. She's still in a race. But uh, and there's a member of Congress that's running. And, and But the whole thing is the Democratic Party. Here are the people... You remember, I read what I read you what Joe Biden said about January 6th. We almost lost America. And people are talking about, oh, if Trump wins, we'll lose democracy. Where is democracy in the Democratic Party in 2024 primaries? Where is it? You talk about losing democracy, go to the Democratic uh, primaries. That's where you lose democracy because. If it, this congressman that's running against Joe Biden and, and uh, 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 Michelle Williamson or Marianne Williamson, well, they've already said if you get any delegates in New Hampshire, you know, they don't count because New Hampshire's not voting on the right day. Look, the whole thing is rigged. And even if it wasn't, you got one third of the delegates are unelected super delegates so they can help control what is going on in a convention. You know, where, when they say you're losing democracy, tell people to look at the Democratic Party and their superdelegates and the way they control the convention. So what, what happens if uh, Joe Biden says, you know, or it probably won't be Joe Biden, but be people coming up and say, hey, Joe, it's time to get off. You know, get, 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 get off this campaign thing. Just you, you don't have to resign the presidency. We'll get you through next January if you stay alive. But uh, you're not going to be able to beat Donald Trump. So what's going to happen? Well, what would happen is you can't, it's too late for anybody to, to uh, be in the Democratic primary. You got uh, Governor Newsom of California just parading around and slicking his hair back and getting that jail just right. His, his state may be f- falling apart, and he doesn't care. They got a $68 billion deficit. He doesn't care because he's, he's still walking around like if Joe something happens to joe then then i'll be the next guy in line but will he will he who's in line it's i think barack obama's got his finger on the on the uh on, on, on who who's going to be the the nominee could it be michelle obama michelle my bell and, and then what the beatles saying but michelle obama what happens well and this is what jim Rickards was saying the the democrats would have to 
line up the super delegates would say we're all getting behind Michelle Obama and that would put the pressure on these elected delegates that all will vote for Joe Biden and Joe Biden will be forced to say I release my delegates and then they'll make it like a unanimous uh, Michelle Obama now now Joe Biden if he's not really all there that'll go through but now if he's got something in him that says man i'm president i'm fighting for it then he could say no i'm not going to release my delegates and that could put the democrats in a really really tough situation but uh who knows i mean who really knows if if joe biden has enough faculties left to say no i'm not doing that and you know i'm in charge of the party and i'm in charge of the presidency and i'm i'm sticking to it i'm running again i beat trump once and i beat him again so what would the democrats do then well mark elias and we've talked about that name before he's the super lawyer who is super super duper tricky dicky just just he just anything that is un undermined unethical he knows how to do it and i and that's he was all over the 2020 elections and and what went through in different states and the mail-in balloting uh, i mean i don't trust him i don't trust him at all would joe biden trust him i i don't know but if they if joe uh doesn't say i'm i'm getting out then then there's not much they can do except for maybe look for more mail-in ballots <laughs> i don't know but but what if michelle obama got in everybody thinks okay that's barack back in the white house but really will it be is she a communist is she the woke communist that that barack obama tried his best to be more moderate and i and he's the most liberal president we've had in since fdr probably or, or or going further back but but i'm telling you michelle obama she she may be so far to the left that we gotta you know we as americans gotta say are we really gonna elect a left-wing woke uh communist uh for president are we gonna do that i mean it's barack can say oh you need to do this you need to do that you know i'll give i'll give the uh, russia a call i'll give china a call and do all this for you tell you what to say but is that really who Americans want to be their president? Is that really, really? I mean, she'd be the first, uh, 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 first female president. She'd be the first fully black president. Uh, that you know, Barack had a, a, a one parent white, one parent black. So uh, Michelle has a lot that could be the first. But are we going to be first in the destruction of America? where what what would american people say what if she flubs up in the debates uh oh yeah that's right they probably won't debate will they oh yeah that they probably won't debate they'll just say joe biden can't debate so we're gonna call off all debates so michelle obama won't have to debate and they'll probably put michelle down in a uh in, in the basement in delaware like they did joe biden would they do that i don't know i mean who knows that's why i said this is a crazy crazy election year now uh we'll, we'll just have to keep you on top of what's uh, going on and and i'll uh 
just dial it in right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. But I told you, on the first of the show, I was going to tell you something about Bill Clinton, what Bill Clinton said in his own words. Let me set this up. In 1978, Bill Clinton was elected as youngest governor in America. He got beat. He got beat on his re-election. They had two-year terms in Arkansas at that time. So he got beat, and in 1982, he was elected governor again, and they started doing four-year terms, and then he ended up being president. But what happened when he got beat running in 1980? What happened? What happened? Well, he uh, raised some taxes on car tax. And uh, let me read you a quote from Bill Clinton's book. And this is why Donald Trump can walk into the White House and be president number 47 for the United States of America. Coming from Bill Clinton. You won't hear it anywhere else, but you're hearing it right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. By the spring, the governor looked vulnerable in the next election, and I began to think of a rematch. Remember, this is an autobiography. This is written by Bill Clinton. One day, I drove from Little Rock to Hot Springs to see Mother. About halfway there, I pulled into the parking lot of the gas station and store at Lonsdale. The man who owned it was, uh, was active in local politics, and I wanted to see what he thought about my chances. He was friendly but noncommittal. As I walked back to my car, I ran into an elderly man in overalls. He said, Aren't you Bill Clinton? When I said I was I, and shook his hand, he couldn't wait to tell me he had voted against me. I'm one of those who helped to beat you. I cost you 11 votes. Me, my wife, my two boys and their wives and five of my friends. We just leveled you. I asked him why and, he, and got the predictable reply. The guy said, I had to. You raised my car tags. I pointed to a spot on the highway not far from where we were standing and said, Remember that ice storm we had when I took office? That piece of road over there buckled up and cars were stuck in the ditch. I had to get the National Guard to pull them out. There were pictures of it in all the papers. Those roads had to be fixed. He replied, I don't care. I still didn't want to pay for it. For some reason, after all he said, I blurted out, Let me ask you something. If I ran for governor again, would you consider voting for me? He smiled and said, Sure I would. We're even now. I went right to the payphone and called Hillary and told her the story, and I said, I thought we could win. Well, he did win. Bill Clinton won. But you hear what he said? The guy in overall said, you know, would, would you vote for me if I ran again? Sure I would. We're even now. How many people think they got even with Donald Trump? How many people think, well, I didn't like what he had to say, so I, I voted against him and punched him, gave him a good punch and... And uh, we kept him out of office. How many of them are going to be like that guy in overalls that voted against Donald Trump just because they didn't like his tweets? And now they've had to put up of this horrible, horrible administration and all the woke policies. I mean, I was talking to a friend that works in the VA talking about how they're getting pushed down their throats, all this uh, pronoun the theology or whatever you want to call it, it's, uh, it's, it's a whole religion. They'd be getting pushed down by the federal government and in and, and, and all the different places. That if you're a federal employee, you have to put up with all this bull, bull balderdash, okay? Just balderdash that's coming through 
And how many people that voted against Trump are now regretting their vote? And they said, you know what? We, 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 we got even with him. We got even with him. I'm voting for him now. I'm going to vote for him here in 2024. It won't take many to run away with the election. How many of those people are like that guy in the overalls that Bill Clinton ran into, voted against him, proudly voted against Bill Clinton, but then when Bill Clinton ran again, he said, okay, we're even. Now go back and go to workforce. Wow. Wow. You won't hear that on the mainstream media. You won't hear it anywhere else, but you heard it right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Bill Clinton giving us the reason why Donald Trump may be the 47th president of the United States. You heard it first here, right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Hey, next week, it looks like we're going to get another candidate for United States Senate. So uh, listen, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, put him on the air to let you understand again what's going on inside and outside of uh, big picture presidential politics and then the small state picture so we can get a good pulse beat of America. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.